right, we are back. Street to Amp Podcast today. Got What's myself up? here with uh, Brian and Alex. How's it going? I'm DC, and we are sitting down with Silence Kit. We got Madden, Natalie, James, and Mike here today with us. How are you guys doing? Hey, good. How are you? Good. Oh, yeah. Great. Great. So, how's the summer been? Good. Quiet too, a little bit. Too for hot. Us. Too, <laughs> hot. too <laughs> hot for me. Too, too hot. It's been a cool week this yeah. week. So. It has been really, really like excruciatingly hot sometimes. Like I remember, oh, yeah. we we've got this deck thermometer, and there's been a couple times where it's been close to fifty. That's yeah, that's too hot. Some forty ooh, days. Ooh, that's too hot. Yeah, some of my guitar strings are just like, warped <laughs> and dull, and just I need to replace all my strings right now. So this is why I keep my guitars in the basement. Mine are in the basement. That's where it gets the most humidity. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. All right. Oops. <laughs> well, let's get on with the band here. So uh, we've got Silence Kit. Tell us about yourself. The, uh, the origins of Silence Kit. Well, Natalie and I were in a band together before oh, yeah. Silence Kit called La Mancha, so that's how we met. And then James and Mike were also in a band together. About five of them. No, yeah, five. Yeah. And then I met James and I, we needed a drummer and a bassist, and they just hopped on and ditched their old band. Nice. <laughs> okay, and what about the name Silence Kit? Where did that come from? Um, it comes from the uh, typo on a pavement record. Uh, the first song on an album by a pavement called Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain, and it's actually Silence Kid, but for some reason it got put on there as Silence Kit, and it's just kind of like this thing that's discussed on sometimes on uh, like indie message boards about what really is it, and so I don't know, I just thought it worked, so <laughs> I just like the name, I like the sound of it, so. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like everyone kind of always has their own thing when they're, when they're, thinking of that sort of thing, stuff that they get influenced by, um, you know, and so that that's kind of cool. Paven, obviously, a big influence for you guys then, yeah? For, for me, I can't really for speak. Just yeah, I, 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 I love yeah. that band, but I know that we don't sound anything like them, so, but, yeah, I listen to them a lot, so. Okay, yeah. right on. That's, that's kind of, like, part of that slowcore movement with, like, Pedro the Lion and stuff like that, right? Yeah, kind of in there. The slacker... Yeah. California movement. Although yeah. I read an interview with Stephen Malcolmus, their singer lately, and he was talking about how he considers them to be a New York band, and it was like that doesn't make any sense. Like New York sounds different than California, and then, which is sort of a weird thing to say, but like I think that you know, like there's Pacific Northwest bands that sound a certain way, and there's yeah. California bands that sound a certain way, New York bands. Oh, definitely. I think right? that crosses genres as well. Like I know Mike, you've talked about like New York. Versus like California, yeah, yeah, yeah. like pop punk. Right? Yeah, pop punk from New York is totally different from pop punk. Right, mm-hmm. pop punk. So oh, for sure. Right? Well, I mean, like the SoCal <laughs> stuff is very obviously influenced by like ska, right? Exactly. And, and yeah. stuff like that. You can you can hear it's, the, it's a lot yeah. of upstrokes and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and the New York one is very from their hardcore scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's more heavier, yeah, heavier yeah, rock exactly, for sure. Yeah. A lot yeah. more distortion. Yeah. <laughs> so we just uh, kind of talked on how we all met. Um, you two were in a band together, mm-hmm. um, Matt and Natalie, and you guys were together in bands. And then you all just kind of met as a group. Uh, we like to talk about how tight the music community is in Winnipeg, and like how tight was it when you, how quick was it for you guys, and how natural when you guys met up. Uh, how we like, went into the scene, or how we met up together? Do you mean? Actually, you brought good points. You have both. <laughs> oh, both? Let's go both. Both. Mainly the mainly point too, but yeah. Let's I would agree both. that the scene's tight knit, but there are like different like factions of the scene, and I just it's kind of cliquey. Yeah. There are there's there's some aspects that are like that. So I think we, especially because our genre is kind of like all over the place. I, don't, I think at first we didn't know like where we fit in. Right. But like, I think once like Mike joined the band, he had friends in Tusk, and you know like you kind of like knew more. I think you kind of like helped us reach out more broadly to other bands. And 
I think we kind yeah. of found our people one way or another. Mike's great at work in a room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also work in the audio industry. So okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's never I, run, a, I run across people all the time, basically. It's never yeah. a bad thing. No. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, I mean, like, fitting fitting into a scene, like, like, what bands do you enjoy playing gigs with? Like, you know, most bands seem to, like, enjoy playing with regulars, right? Like, you guys yeah, have, yeah. A, have a group. So what, name a few of the bands that you really enjoy playing with in the city. Well, I mean, I, I think we like to... T- try and play as many people as possible like just bands that we like whether it's a close genre fit or not um i mean i'm pretty open to multi-genre bills yeah yeah, i mean you know go to a show and you see you know like six metal bands some people love that some people don't right Right. you know that kind of idea um him a few like tusk yeah Yeah, tusk is awesome Uh, we played panther yeah house panther moon tan a few times we played out they're awesome soul hounds soul hounds yeah right right um so tell us about the sound of Silence Kit. How did it come about? All of our influence. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, like, like I said, like I listen to stuff like Pavement, and these guys don't. And then like we all, we, yeah, we all have sort of our <laughs> own influences, I guess. And then um, just working together, we just kind of. We've got a few bridges. We've yeah, few there, there's, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to describe. I mean, like, it also depends. Like, I purposely will like listen to music that I don't typically listen to because I'll be like, you know, it'd be really cool to write songs in that way. So, mm-hmm. like, I bought like a compilation CD of like the best of surf guitar. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, we'll see where that goes next. So yeah. So you know, um, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a tough question. We, yeah. I don't know if we like sit down and like, define like this is like our sound, like this yeah. is what we're going for. I think like in a cheesy way, I think we found like our musical soulmates, and I feel like Natalie and I like vibe really well with each other. I mean, we all vibe well with each other, but like Natalie and I at first, and yeah. these two as well. Like they, I think we just like there's just an instinct there. I guess when we like start playing music, that we kind of know yeah. what we're going for without like maybe yeah. defining yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah Except really... for when we write songs, and I was like, nah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, the three of us will work on something, and then we're like, hey, what's the, how, what do you think of this? And we'll go like. Yeah. And then it's so like, okay, we've well. got a whole album of just the three of us yeah. ready to go. Uh. Yeah. No, I think that's always the cool thing is like I think that's how a lot of people do it is you come in, you all kind of grow up with the music you love and your, your inspirations and it may not be the same as everybody else. And that's what's kind of the unique factor is you bring your own little bit to it and then you make just this awesome goulash of music. For sure. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the plan. That's, 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 that's the plan. <laughs> that's how stuff like social distortion happens, right? Exactly, yeah. Some interesting things in uh, super bands. Um, so talk about let's talk a little bit about the gear. What uh, what goes into the the instrumentals of the band? This what does the band? This is Derek's question. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. This is a nerd question. Is that yeah, what it is? yeah. Like, yeah. Nerd out. Okay. Well, nerd out. I'm, I'm closest to you, and I'm just excited for this question. <laughs> uh, I play primarily Fender guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried SGs a few times. They sound cool. But they feel weird to me. I like that, especially Jazz Masters. They've got like mm-hmm. a really good feel to them yeah um uh, so i play a strat i play a jazz master um a bunch of pedals i use a lot of boss pedals i know that that's like a lot of gearheads like are very snobby about boss pedals I but boss they pedals. work they work <laughs> so well um and then i actually just got a really nice orange th30 head and okay. cab now so it's when we started i played like a garbage 200 fender solid state amp <laughs> Because I'm like, ah, I don't really care about amps, and then they convinced me to get a tube amp, <laughs> and then and then with their new album, we worked um, in a studio where 
pretty much just use an orange head, and I'm like, now I got yeah. it. I now yeah. I need. Once this. you play through yeah. one, you're like, okay. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of my, and my then setup. So. What's the, like what's the sound like once you kind of get it out of the amp? Like what would you uh, relate it most to? Oh boy, uh, you go. I, I, I got a bunch of different. I, I got yeah. like I have an overdrive pedal and I got two fuzz pedals yeah. and I. I hear the fuzz in the music. I use a yeah. lot of reverb. I love reverb. When yeah. I was growing up, I always thought echo and delay was cool and reverb was stupid. <laughs> and then and then I got a reverb pedal and I just can't stop using it because it just especially because there's one guitar, one bass, drums, yeah. and vocals. I feel like it really expands yeah, the sound it, a lot. Yeah. So kind of makes it sound a little bigger mm -hmm. than just one oh, guitar so totally yeah but yeah for me it's fuzzy reverb i'm a huge fan of like uh, the band deer deer hunter oh yeah oh, and so yeah, yeah. i they influenced me to switch the put the reverb in front of the fuzz so that the reverb sound goes through a fuzz pedal which is is monstrous and Oh, lots cool. of feedback and stuff like that. Yeah, I can totally so, see that with them. I never even really yeah. thought about that. Uh, you mentioned that an SG feels weird. Like, do you mean like musically, like sonically weird, it, it, or just like physically? It sounds great, but physically, it's so thin, and the neck yes. can be really weird. Um, I know what you mean because yeah. I do have an SG, yeah. and I have Les Pauls and SGs, yeah. so I know yeah. when I Sorry. I go between them. <laughs> I I don't like Sorry. Les Pauls, yeah. but yeah, it's just, but yeah. It's, yeah. It's just yeah. I know what you mean. It's thinner. It's. Um, to Some play of your fastball. Last next feel like you're trying to play a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. And I like that. That's a bold power to you, man. I like single coils, but my actually my strat is a humbucker yeah. in it. It's actually the, I, I always say it's like the most single coily humbucker I've ever played, though. So it gives you the, the really clean, bright tone, but also gets rid of all that annoying hum. So, nice. you know, I've said too much. So. <laughs> My gear. Well, I'm uh, originally one when before this band started. I was a guitar player, so guitar oh, yeah. gear I had in spades. And to join this band, I actually told Mano that I could do the gig before owning any bass equipment. Oh, so yeah. I hopped down to Long and McQuaid and rented a rented a bass and a Sans amp, and uh, kind of have just been building on that. So I ended up buying that Sans amp and then buying another uh, Fender bass, nice uh, Fender Jaguar, which is got the got the P bass pickup and the jazz pickup. So oh yeah, okay. Tones. Very versatile. They are, yeah. They don't really sound like either, but they kind of it does its own thing a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I just like the offsets. Like Natalie's got the Jazz Masters. I love that shape. It's kind of quirky and weird. Mm -hmm. um, and then just pedals. Like the Sans amp is every bass player has to have a Sans amp. They they kind of aren't the best sound, but it, it will get you a sound that you can use. And then I recently found. Uh, it's a good start. It, yeah, it is. It's kind of one of those that it'll do the job. It works. They sound great and amazing. They're well built, but they're not the be all and end all, uh, which is why I went down the Dark Gloss route. So the Finnish company, Dark Gloss Electronics, they make bass pedals and they're awesome. And it's a similar idea, but it's it's a whole lot more EQ and stuff like that. So you can, there's four different EQ points, and you can shift the mids around and blend in some drive and stuff nice um fuzz pedal so we both actually have big muffs i have the russian and natalie has the just the standard big muff well the so, nano oh the nano yeah. that's right yeah because I, I don't yeah. have the room for the, well, yeah, that's exactly right yeah take up so, half my pedal board that's, so we do that's that. always been the most interesting name for a pedal and i've always seen those as the, the, the big muff. Yeah. yeah um super fuzz big muff but that's yeah. the one i was gonna say probably the quirkiest thing i do in terms of sound is using a delay on bass um, to emulate a guitar part, 
because Mike and I were jamming and wrote this like pop punk inspired song at one point. So I'm playing chords up high on the bass and it kind of didn't really, originally Mano played guitar on it when we first started doing it. Um, and then she kind of stopped playing guitar in the band and to emulate the sound of a guitar on bass, I used a delay as a short slap back and it has some like chorusing modulation on it. So it just sort of fattens things out a little bit when you play. So it's, it's probably the, the quirkiest thing I use in a song called Reactor that it's pretty cool. Nice. Speaks true to my heart. I, <laughs> when I played bass, my biggest influence was Cliff Burton. Like okay. Metallica's original bassist or second bassist, if you want to get technical. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And he uses a wah pedal along with another distortion pedal. So yeah. the first thing I did is I found someone with a wah pedal, bought that, and I made, like, hey, can I make this really, f yeah, I got it from you, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, we traded it for something. Yeah. I gave you my, my super... Super overdrive. Super overdrive. I yeah. never used it. The SD1? Yes. Oh, yeah. that, that's my go-to pedal. <laughs> yeah. I love that pedal. And it's 60 bucks. Yeah. It was good. I just, I had a really bad guitar. I'm like, this is not helpful and didn't sound good on the bass. Yeah. But the wall was just like, such a nice little touch on it. I don't know. Yeah. It was fun. Cool. Yeah, my, my theory when I first started playing bass was that really cheap, bad guitar pedals will sound great on bass. Mm. It still holds, <laughs> it does hold true, but it, you know, if you, if you do buy nice pedals, they, they sound that much nicer. <laughs> makes sense. It does make sense. I had a DS1 that I bought off Kijiji for 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. It was everywhere when we first started playing, and then one day I went, this doesn't sound very good. I'm just trying to make it work, and it never yeah. quite did. <laughs> Someone loaned me a black metal, like the heavy metal fuzz pedal. Did not work. <laughs> I'm like, this is a sound somewhere in there. That's exactly right. It's a sound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I, I play uh, a little bit of a unique kit. Um, I play Pearl Wood Fiberglass, which is the reissue of their 70s fiberglass kit. Uh, so it's seven ply Kapur, and then they don't list the thickness of the fiberglass, but it's a single layer on the inside. Um, and then, yeah, Remo heads across the board. Uh, typically, it's a clear emperor on top and then a, a coated vintage emperor on the floor tom, just a four-piece kit. Yeah. Um, and then Bastard's bottom. And I have a custom SJC uh, snare that is approximately 12-ply maple with two two-inch vent holes, uh, 14 by 6.5, and a pink and white barbershop swirl with gold hardware. Then I, have a, yeah. then I have a, yeah, <laughs> then I also have a vintage acrylic uh, uh, Ludwig, like clear acrylic Ludwig, but uh, that doesn't get used very often. Um, yeah, then I recently picked up another, like just a practice kit that you, you'll probably see um, on gigs or after, you know, we're sharing kits or something like that, I'll just kind of spring that along. Mm. I don't really mind that one getting beat up because my kit's a nice lacquer green, so. And it's? <laughs> What? And it's also sparkly. Spark <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's, a green, it's a green sparkle. It's a green sparkle. Yeah. Is that like, uh, so as a, as a drummer, is that a thing that, that like bugs you, right? If you guys are headlining a show and you have to put your kit up and you're sharing a kit, you know, does like... Yeah, yeah. Can I swear? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Please, enlighten us. I, I, I absolutely hate it. Like, I understand it from the logistics standpoint. It's hard, but I mean, we did a show with Union Stockyard, Slow Steady, and... It was Nick Dyson. So there's three kits changing. Love Nick Dyson. Right? I got Fox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was a three kit changeover. Um, and honestly, it went extremely smooth. Like, it didn't take any any longer. Like, we're all playing four piece kits, and like, none of the other guys wanted to share their kits, um, which was totally fine. Um, 
I mean, every, most places have a digital board now, so they can save the scene, right? So you do a sound check, you save the scene, and like I understand with the with the with the you know the sound guy coming in and having to move mics every single time, as opposed to somebody mm. sitting down and going. But I mean, I've seen changeovers that take longer with a shared kit than than us flipping them over. Mm -hmm. but you just gotta be smart about it. Like, yeah. I'm usually you know half an hour before our set so you know midway or three quarters of the way through the set before us I'll have my kit set up in my configuration like how I would play it so I can just pick it up piece by piece set it into place and go and then you know I usually move the mics myself because kind of know where they're going to go exactly so I don't yeah. know that's just that's just the thing it's like you know you don't <laughs> ask the guitar players to share guitars right right that kind of thing Right, and it's like it I, I've seen I've seen yeah. guys I've seen guys save the show by handing guitars. Yes, um, I mean, you know, amp sharing. It always seems to be a bass amp share, never a guitar amp share, which I don't understand. They both have tone knobs, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Wait, that's bass amps have tone knobs. Yeah, on bass amps have tone oh. knobs. It's the sans amp. Yeah. So then you, you plug the front of house into the sans yeah. amp, so they don't need to know what my amp sounds like. Yeah, yeah. so they just get that uh, feed, and it's just for me. But yeah, I don't know. Thing. It's just like a comfortable male kit. It, it's you know, it sounds the way I sound. Yeah, for the most part, things going through the front of house like a bass drum will sound like a bass drum, mm -hmm. no matter what. Because the sound guy usually do the same thing on everything, and the toms will just sound the same. And, right. You know, snare and cymbals, which is you know, somebody supplies a backline kit and you usually bring those anyway for breakable, right? Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, there's like I was just at a I was at a show. Uh, I'm not gonna name what bands were in, involved with it, but I was at a show and. Uh, like the drummer for the second band that was on was going like way too hard on the other dude's snare and yeah, fucking nice. put a hole in it. Yeah. And I just couldn't like, I, I, looked, I, was at that show. I looked at the drummer, I looked at the drummer and I was like, well, are you all right with this? And he was just like, you could tell he was just like oh. burning up inside. Well, yeah. Wait, we were at a show and someone, someone, one of the guitars jumped on like the, the bass drum. Yeah, it jumped on someone else's yeah. bass drum. Yeah. Oh. Bass drums are not designed to hold human weight. No, no, no. not at all. <laughs> I get that it's like if you have an insane amount of money and you can replace your bass drum whenever the heck you feel like it, yeah. fine. Like yeah. it's a good stage, it's yeah. a good stage thing. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you're not, if you're a little part of the local scene, then don't, yeah. don't do well, it. That's why it's a stranger drum kit, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. if it's a stranger. That's, that's why I bought the cheap kit, yeah. right? the cheaper kit that I, that I don't really care. It gets beat up because it's already beat up. Yeah, you know those ones. Fucking jump off those. I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Do whatever you need to. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad one time. We were at an open mic and we were using the drum kit, and our drummer gets up there and he does one uh, beat down on the bass pedal, yeah. and the thing fell apart. The pedal fell apart, and he he felt guilty for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, of course. But it was yeah. a cheap. Probably a cheap, yeah. cheaper pedal. Yeah, like I, I always bring my own pedal, my own throne, so I know yeah. my heights. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. You know, I, I probably bring too much stuff for somebody who has something backlined, but I'd rather not have something go wrong. I don't blame you, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I know my gear works, right? I keep good care of my gear, right? So like, my biggest thing is, because I only use two cymbals, crash and a ride, and the ride is essentially a secondary crash for me. And it needs to have a certain sort of tension and support on it, otherwise it goes completely vertical, and I can't play the fucking thing. All right. it does is ting, you know. We're not playing, you know. It's not. I'm not uh, nickel behind Iron Maiden there, mm. you know. I love nickel. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it needs to crash. Right. So it needs to stay flat. So mm. lots of cymbal stands will have old felts that are just they just waver like crazy. There's no support on them. Just little tiny things like that that just make my playing a little bit annoying, and I can't enjoy myself as much as I want to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. <laughs> so this is all gear talk. Let's go to the vocals. Let's uh, yeah. do the gear talk here. Yeah. Uh, well, I use a Boss vocal pedal. 
Oh. Um, nothing crazy. I I still want my voice to sound like a voice. So I just like use like a bit of reverb and some delay. And then I have a mic. I never remember what kind of mic it is. Sennheiser nine thirty. Okay, there you go. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. What kind of prep to goes like? Because you have a when, when you get on stage, it is like a really growly yeah. voice, <laughs> right. uh, which I can't imagine is super easy no. on the chords. No. What kind of prep goes into getting ready for? either recording yeah. or a gig yeah i still i still am working on it like it's definitely hard to sing like that but like um yeah i just do like uh like uh what's it called like lip things like, like, a, like i do like a lot of that or like some i don't really do scales a whole lot but i'll just kind of like uh do little warm-ups but stretching stretching i stretch a lot for sure lots of high kicks <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, my neck will be so sore if I don't stretch. So I, yeah. Oh yeah, which is actually like a really solid segue into the next question about yeah. stage presence. <laughs> right. Uh, there's definitely a lot of, of Iggy Pop in there. Of course. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. 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 Well, we've uh, had a lot of people come to me and say, "Hey, you got to see Silence Kit and uh, the stage show that they put on." So that's what we want to tie into. Is uh, let's talk. Let's talk about your stage show. What goes into that? Uh, where did the I think my favorite artists were the artists that like really gave everything on stage and were clearly exhausted. Like those are my favorite people. Mm -hmm. um, I love uh, Karen Oakney Yaz. I like Alison Mossart from The Kills and Dead Weather a lot. She's completely wild. I love David Bowie. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know, just like a little bit of theatrics I think can go like, a long way. Oh, for sure. I, I don't want. I mean, I'm cool with people standing and performing if you're gonna like really deliver. Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, like, you gotta give her. Oh yeah, you yeah. gotta give her. No, I agree with that. There's been a lot of times, uh, in local bands at least, where you know you, you hear their stuff, their their samples, they send you stuff, and they're like, "Hey, check out our music." I'm like, "Cool, yeah, this is really awesome. When are you guys going to be playing a show?" And you know, I'll, I'll go to wherever the Handsome Daughter or the Goodwill or wherever the heck the park, and and it'll just be like, you know, five dudes that are just there playing, and the music sounds fine, <laughs> and it sounds like you know exactly Wine right. Of toys. You can see it anywhere. It's not like a yeah. special. No, yeah. but there are, and there are you guys, and there's some other ones too. Screaming at traffic, look north. That just go up there and mm -hmm. they just bang on yeah. stage. You know, they're all over the place and bright righteous. Bright righteous. Yeah. yeah. Another another reason why it's important to be performative is that I feel like people people see you and you're not, but you're still good. They'll mm -hmm. be happy with the performance and they'll be happy they went, but they may not see you again. Yeah. But if you really give her every time they know, like each show is me so different that mm -hmm. they'll like they'll continue to want to see yeah. you. You're an entertainer. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. And I think Bottom if you line. if you know that right away, starting a band, I think yeah, that'll definitely help you right. down the road for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Albums albums are are a creative outlet, whereas like stage shows are like entertainment. That's what outlet. brings you yeah the people for sure. out for sure. I feel yeah. like like I really enjoy recording and things like that, but I kind of look at our live show and how we perform those songs and how we record them to be like almost like two different bands in a way yeah. you know um because i think it's just yeah like it's so important it's hard not to like move and be energetic mm -hmm. um just because yeah i just like i mean i can i can stand there and i can probably hit you know 99.9 .9 of the notes which is fun but for me you know music is very cathartic and it's also, you know, if if you kind of flub notes here and there, like it adds to the excitement of it. Yeah, Cause, you're human. Because to me, yeah. um, like, part of why I enjoy live music is, especially, I feel like I can. I'm not just saying this about bands because I'm like, oh, I'm so good, and you're not. Like, I <laughs> I think this is the best part about our band, is that 
it feels like it could all completely fall apart <laughs> in an instant. And that creates tension, and that tension is excitement and, and energy and things like that. So Performance art. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's that's the thing I really enjoy about it is the fact that like, and it's happened where like, I'll turn around and all of a sudden James yeah, is there and, right. and his guitar strap got hooked and it detuned one of my strings and I'm like, well, I can't use that string for the rest of the song and it's yeah. just like, you know, and so it just, it just, yeah, it's super interesting. Actually, that was one of my next questions was, is there any big stage mishaps? <laughs> yeah. I think I whacked James in the head with the mic stand. Hit me with a mic stand. <laughs> You've taken the grunt of this a few times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest one for me was the the forks one. So I, was, I was actually working the fork stage as the backline tech. Uh, so I'd been there since like seven in the morning. We played at like nine thirty p.m. <laughs> um, so I I made sure like I prepped all the backlines. So I brought all the stuff that I used, <laughs> and I set the I set the the the, 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 the snare up and we're playing. Uh, but then when hitting it, uh, I knocked loose the snare wires at the bottom enough that I couldn't like fix it while we we're playing. So I think I went two songs in. I think the third song was a, was a bass intro. So it was just like, James, start the song. And then I ran off the stage, grabbed the new snare, put it in, <laughs> and, then, and then got, I think I sat down and was ready just as my cue started, like right on the one. Oh, nice. <laughs> I uh, actually also yeah. had, had the same one would be at that same gig, like, except for the first song. Starting the set, you know, we like to create a little bit of feedback and make some noise going. Well, one of those things is hit the bass real hard and it creates feedback and all mm-hmm. goes. Detunes it by a, almost a full half step, the entire bass. <laughs> oh. Never happened before. So I'm going in and we're playing. And I'm look, looking at Natalie and we're looking at each other like, what the hell's going on right now? <laughs> and then I kind of realized about halfway through the song, oh crap, it's me. <laughs> and I, I'm kind of like, trying to bend notes to transpose back into the right key, but it's not like a perfect half step, so I can't just change it. It's oh. kind of somewhere in the middle. Like so it was stuff. quickly, yeah, it was just kind of like, like that, and it was just kind of like bending, and it's like, oh God, this is terrible. And it's, it's right off the hop. It's all just went completely wrong, and then as soon as we go into the next song, it kind of started with a bit of noise, so I quickly tuned back up, went, yeah, well, it was me. Well, we'll be good from here on out. Now, as a singer, I never notice these things. Yeah. Like, I have no clue what's going on. You're in your own world yeah. at this point. Yeah, right? we're playing that song, and it's like chaos yeah. going on behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Something's no notice. And sometimes you can, like, because it was just so slight, it's like, am I just hearing that through the front? Or, yeah. like, like, what, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then, yeah, and then the second song, Mike's yelling at me, hey, hey, hey. And I turn around, and he's like, this is. The stairs broken, and I'm like, well, I'm playing. Yeah. I can't really help I you. Think, so. I think that symbol was down at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah. and then it got bent, yeah. and I tried fixing it, and it didn't work. So, yeah, yeah. This is your one time to go up there for a five-minute guitar solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Just no. hit, turn on every pedal yeah, and just start exactly. just playing the most random thing you can do. Start playing the SpongeBob theme song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Give everyone a bunch of time. Actually, yeah. I did learn uh, there's a great tab on YouTube of the uh, Jeopardy music, the thinking music oh. on bass, and you can, like, tap it out so it was like the you play it like the bass with your left hand and tap the melody with your right hand of course you'd find unfortunately that. my bass doesn't have quite enough frets to get up but I'm, on one of my other bases i can and so one day it might need to come out nice um <laughs> I, think, I think people would probably probably We're all shaking our heads by yeah. the way. <laughs> they'd, probably be, they'd probably be really excited for that don't encourage him <laughs> yeah. You guys can become Facebook friends later. And then Maybe. Yeah. Um, do you have any uh, pre-stage rituals before playing a gig? 
We used to pray to David Bowie. We used to pray, pray to David, David Bowie. We did that like twice, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You just blew my mind saying okay. that because we used to say, can you remember uh, the term white rabbit uh, camping? When yeah. Smoke yeah, blows yeah, in your yeah, face? Yeah. Well, it wasn't working one day, so a friend in our group said, praise Bowie. And every time we said praise Bowie, the it smoke works. moved and it swirled <laughs> all night. It was the trippiest thing ever. We may or may not have been on something, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry, uh, what uh, pre stage rituals were you talking about? Pre, uh, pre, we used to have like a group, we used to have like a group yeah. hug. I think yeah. we kind of all just kind of warm up in our own little world, yeah. which is fairly typical of most yeah. bands, I think. Like every, like every kind of backline thing that I've done, I've always seen like. You know, drummers in one corner, singers somewhere else, and they're all kind of doing their own little warm up in their own world, and they kind of come together just before going on stage, yeah. kind of thing. That yeah, I don't know. Depends on the on the night, I guess. Mm-hmm. Really. You wing it. Mm-hmm. Usually, yeah. it's just I find that once the like, if depending where we are in the set, usually the band before us, the first like two songs, I kind of listen to, and then I'm just like, okay, I'm ready now. Let's let's go. So yeah. you just kind of sit there and. I guess if you're the headliner that night, you got more time before going on mm-hmm. versus like if you're like in the middle of the day, you got to quickly wait for that band to get off. You get on and get prepped. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of really not much time in there. Yeah, exactly. Like a yeah. festival stage is, is a clusterfuck. Yeah. Right? It's on off quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Typically, you know, yeah. Like I always want to try and warm up half an hour before because I always get warm. I'm always warm by like the third, like the last song. <laughs> and everything else is a struggle, you know? So yeah. That I kind totally of thing. what you mean. Um, so you guys have, you have a new EP coming out um, and and so like in terms of recording what was different about the recording process of this versus <laughs> your previous Every, EP everything okay yeah uh, I'll go so yeah our first EP started as a whisper uh, recorded all in my living room uh, Except the drums. A lot of no, bands no. are doing that. Oh nowadays. yeah, that's right. We didn't do the drums. The the, the two singles, the drums were in my in my, in my living room. But the drums we did in a very tiny tiny space uh, at a friend's studio with at least some decent front end. Um, and then we did. Is there a rat in here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just ignore that sound that happened. Um, yeah, everything was done in the living room. Um, and then yeah, like I, I recorded everything, and we all kind of you know. Had a little input on the on the mixing and everything, and then we sent it to a local guy to do um, the mastering. And yeah, I mean, it turned out all right. Um, then for the it's been yeah, a little generous, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get lots of we get lots of compliments on it. The songs are kind of old now for us. We've evolved from those songs. I think that's the main point that comes out of that. Um, yeah, then, so we wanted to, uh, for the next one, we kind of wanted to step up our game and separate ourselves kind of from the Winnipeg music scene. We kind of kind of noticed that a lot of people were going to the same guys, the same places yeah. to do their, their records. You know, a lot of people going to Private Ear, a lot of people going to Exchange. Yeah. Um, Out of Town Sound was doing a lot of the mastering. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with it. No, it, all, it all sounds great. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. We just wanted something different. That's mm-hmm. all it was. We wanted something different. Um, so, you know, a lot of us like um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a punk guy so uh, Rain City Recorders in Vancouver yeah. tons of one Winnipeg punk went down there yeah. goes down there mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of everything and then we're big, it turns out we're all big fans of a lot of Vancouver Vancouver area bands as well so it's mm-hmm. kind of a nice little tie in that way yeah. Um, so yeah we kind of looked into it did our research um, we found uh, producer slash engineer Jesse Gander who has done a shitload of records, uh, a lot of them that we love. 
most notably like Japan Droids, uh, White Lung, all the Packages. So, yeah, some really cool yeah. we'll stuff. Them live, so. Those Japan Droids albums are incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. 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 Um, and he he did Dead Ranch too. He, he did, did both Dead, Dead Ranch, Ranch albums. Yeah. One here, one out there, which is pretty cool. Um, Someone yeah, was telling he's, me he's that got, he went to like Cuba to go do a bunch of like yeah, so. somewhere like. like that, yeah. Like Cuban punk bands as well. Yeah. Cuban punk Someone bands, told yeah. me about that, which is really cool. So yeah, yeah. he's he just and he's also like he's a literally a wizard yeah. with with Amazing. pro tools. He doesn't use a mouse. He uses like one of those drawing pads. Oh yeah, oh, and he, pad. and, yeah, stylus pad yeah. for the computer, and he just like, it's like what what? I go record vocals. Like by the time I come back, he's already like like put them together and like. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it was, was listen to this. It was absolutely <laughs> insane. We we were there for three days. We did all five songs like. Every hundred percent in five wow. days. In five yeah. days, yeah. That's so incredible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, we like we did a lot of prep work, probably for say three months before that. Yeah, we we, we kind pretty of much just played those five songs. Yeah. yeah, and we also we got like the tempos down. We had sort of like scratch takes at those tempos, so that you know when Mike's tracking drums, then he would hear my guitars, and and James was sometimes playing with Mike as well at the same time. I think um, no, you did. You did the whole thing with me. Just mm-hmm. I didn't listen to your live. I listened to the yeah. recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I didn't want. Because it's like we, we're trying to we're saving a little time by doing both of us together and at the same time, kind of getting that rhythmic gel. You know, like the old school live off the floor stuff, like Rage. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. We're just you know it's it's so raw and then they just jive. But I was actually listening to his pre-recorded tracks in case he screwed up or in case. I, I screwed up then. I think because you were listening. Uh, to I was live? Listen, no, I was listening, listening to the live. live. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you, you messed me up. Okay. <laughs> I was more important at that point, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I we uh, I interviewed Metz a little while back, and they said on their latest record they did the same Love thing. It was the first time that they that they had recorded drums and bass at the same time. They said it was hugely helpful in terms of in terms of not only creative input but in, in terms of recording. Like it just felt more natural. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Totally did. I really I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I'd, I'd like to do it that way again. I do that. Mind. <laughs> yeah. It's it's difficult because a lot of places don't have the space, right? It, like that's the thing. Like not everybody has the has the has the space and the capability to be able to record mm-hmm. them live at the same time. I think it does sound better though, at least personally. I think it just, especially for you know like the punkier type stuff, the harder yeah. type stuff. I find that you just you get the rhythm right, and yeah. yeah. We also we actually did one of the songs, uh, the first single actually, and the title track, like a full band live on. Live oh. off the floor, which was yeah. really cool. So yeah, that, that was, was cool. yeah, that was for me. That was the first song I got to record on the album, but it was their last song <laughs> yeah. so because of how it went. It was the next so, day, though. It was the yeah, next day. Yeah, we did, so, we did four. We did four in one day, and you did one overdub. I, yeah, I just some like where there's one song that has clean bass and distorted bass on it, so we just overdubbed the distorted parts, just so then you get rid of the, you don't you know makes it a bit cleaner the the uh, transitions. And uh, yeah, then we went in and did that yeah, track and did the live off track. Floor. Floor. And then they were done, and then it was yeah. up to me and Mino to do the rest. So like, when you're doing your vocals in studio, do you get just as crazy, or is it hard to not get as crazy? Well, I mean, when we recorded uh, Pot of Wills and Disaster Struck, I remember I was, I was like, uh, at first I was like, uh, I decided to just record the song like entirely instead of like stopping and recording each, like, yeah. So uh, I just went for it, like, and then Jesse's like, hey, you know what? Actually, less is more sometimes. Like, just like relax, take it down, and just like punch the notes. Like, don't think about making the best song of all time. Just like focus. And then, but that just made it way better. That was like good advice, I thought. Because you think you want to go there and think I'm trying to belt it and I'm going to kill it. And it's just like, that's just the wrong attitude. You just want to focus and like 
tighten it up. So that probably touches. saves your voice a little bit too throughout yeah. the whole process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't take too long. It was like five takes max, I think. Yeah, it wasn't so crazy, but, song, so but yeah. it wasn't crazy at all. No. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that touches on a great thing there. Jesse's energy is ridiculous in this yeah. video. Like Super if you're kind of getting stuck on something, he's just so positive and like, no, it's totally. fine. Yeah, you just, no, no, just give it one more. You, you've hit it. Just do another one. Just, just to make sure. And he just yeah. kind of keeps it all flowing. His workflow is crazy as well, but uh, yeah, his, his energy that he brings just makes everything better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like he also didn't expect him to like hang out with us. Like he was super nice. <laughs> yeah, he like, did. He just <laughs> took us out. Yeah, he's he like, took, he where do you guys want to go? Do you guys want vegan? What do you want? You want this? Yeah. You want that? And what's up, hot dog? <laughs> yeah, what's up, hot dog? Yeah. So every lunch, he'd like take us out to like a cool yeah. restaurant that we've never been to, obviously yeah. in Vancouver, and mm-hmm. it was yeah. fun. Like I just, we were all like very like, what's the right word? Like impressed with him like to go yeah. like going into it so we're all kind of like oh like he's kind of a big deal like you know it's our first time recording in like a studio properly and like he was like put us at ease like right yeah. away and it was super cool and i think what else helped is that our the only purpose for going to vancouver was to do this record mm-hmm. like we originally wanted to get two days in and play but then we we're having a heck of a time trying to book the one day show mm-hmm. so we're like you know what if we potentially might lose money on a gig let's just throw it into another studio day so we did that i'm glad because oh, yeah. otherwise we would have come back and then tracked guitars and, and oh, wow. whatever was left here yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah it worked out really well nice. and, th- and then and then in the last few months we've been preparing the record had been mixed by Jesse as well and uh, we sent it to uh, Noah Mintz out in Toronto to master it and he's done so much like all the broken he's social at, scene uh, yeah he, all except the, the latest broken so, or latest two broken social scene records he's done oh, the Constantines he's done Death From Above He's Whoa. done stars like Kells, he's, yeah. Danko Jones, Billy Dan- Talent. Danko. Like okay. he's done a lot, and then they're also producing it onto uh, some some nice final records for us, which oh, is a nice. first. So not to brag, but he did email us to tell us how much he liked our record. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah so, so we were you know we we're not really trying to we we're really <laughs> trying to work with people that you know just understand what we're going for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so yeah, no, the it just sounds. It sounds phenomenal. It's a great song. I, I hate listening to my own recording, <laughs> but, but like, sometimes it's like, oh, it's kind of like it again. It's less know? than a year since we recorded it. I think we all still love it, which I don't think we can say the That's same true, for our yeah. first record. I think yeah. after a while, we're kind of like so sick of it. Like I've listened to this record all the time, embarrassingly, <laughs> and like we still all love it. And like, I'm really excited for people to hear it. Yeah, it, it represents it was, us like correctly. Yeah. You know? It was last okay. October when we recorded it. So we've been sitting on it for a while. So, yeah. Um, you guys mentioned it's coming out on vinyls. Is it flat black, or did you guys do something cool with it? Just just black, yeah. Okay. It's a black. It's got yeah. a cool label, though. Oh, okay. that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to this yeah. now. And the artwork is, is yeah. yeah, it's very awesome. cool artwork. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you get to do the artwork? My friend Katie Manning, okay. she did the artwork. Yeah, it's kind of like a, how do you describe the style? Like Kind of like punky, gothy. Yeah, she also did the kitty kitty shirt. That yeah, was the art. The oh, style nice. yeah. yeah, the one with like the, the girl the, with the, the boxing girl. Oh, yeah, okay. She's also the same artist. She's also, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, we're going to shift gears over to uh, live shows. Um, You got a show coming up. Mm -hmm. Uh, This will come out after the show, obviously, but you guys got got on the bill for Toba Rock Fest. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that and how you got involved. We got asked. Uh, (laughs) We just just got asked. Oh, nice. uh, From... Yeah, uh, was, was it Ryan? Ryan, so Ryan, Ryan from the Israeli Dreamers? Yeah. 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 I couldn't remember if it was CJ, Ryan, or right. Evan. Yeah. It was one of the three. It was, all, all, it was all one three, of the three. All three bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, uh, <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to this. It's a, a great build. Like some of the tickets? 
We got, we got tickets. Some people are here still need tickets. Well, uh, if you needed tickets, you should have seen us because. We're yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we saw Evan and um, got tickets. Yeah. Um, what time? Was it? Two o'clock. Yeah, yeah, I think two, two o'clock yeah. or midday. Any of somewhere yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll for sure be there. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I'm still for that show. Yeah, but yeah, tell us about the. Pump for the show. Are you going to be playing some new music at the show? We have. Mm, no. no. Set list no, no. to be determined. <laughs> well, the set list has been determined already, actually. Determined. So, um, which is kind of rare. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's becoming more common now. Yeah. That we're, we're, Usually we leave a set list to like maybe a practice or two <laughs> yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes like, oh, I guess we need a set list. Okay, well, here we yeah. go. We got 15 yeah. minutes. So. I guess usually during practices we're also working on something else. Now yeah. it's like, okay, so we're like, let's focus on like practicing for the set, which yeah. we don't always do. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, well, it's also because like, yeah, we've, we've, we got probably, well, there's two that are done, and we got to figure out when we're going to play those. I think one for sure at the album release. The new song? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we have a couple At songs. least one, yeah. if not two, yeah. there. And then we've been working on a few other there's, ideas. Yeah, probably like tons. There's, there's six, six to yeah. eight works. Yeah, yeah. so. And I mean, we've been playing songs that um, were written after the EP for like a year now as well. So that will probably, that should be going on to the next one. So. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, so new songs, kinda, I guess, but um, <laughs> they're they're not recorded. Okay. So yeah. they'll be new in that sense. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it'll be great. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of great bands on that bill, and I mean, I remember Jet Set Satellite from when I was a kid. So <laughs> I yeah, mean, those I mean, guys. Me too. That was like my favorite like yeah. local band for the longest time. Yeah. Like when I was a early 20s i would go to every single show out there so i'm so glad trevor and those boys are getting back out i remember seeing them on john ovision back yes, in the day at yeah the forks. at the forks yeah, yeah when they just built that yeah so. you can still find those clips on youtube yeah i think yeah. i was uh because that show introduced me to the band limb lifter as well okay yeah which i'm a big fan of and yeah so yeah. <laughs> nice um have you played other festivals before you kind of mentioned that you have at other yeah places. yeah we played Canada at the Forks this year which was amazing play Festival that was awesome Festival de Voyager this year as well yeah, yeah. that was that's right that was right I remember seeing you on better that was yeah. that was a that, that was something shot. else that was yeah, that's yeah. Right. there's there's a lot of pictures kicking around on our <laughs> yeah we have yeah. we have a huge yeah Joey took like a that, million so. pictures and like yeah. between Sean and Quincy yeah, yeah. and the it's like the pictures of us are like cool whatever but like there's a lot from behind us and like the people in front are just like losing their minds and so like it makes mm-hmm. you just feel pretty good to see yeah, that. Yeah. Ellis Street Fest. Ellis Street Fest. We played Pride last year. Yeah. Oh nice. Uh, Pride was awesome. Yeah, playing out on that big stage at the Forks is so much fun because mm-hmm. it's a huge <laughs> amp and I just got to turn it up real loud. Yeah. Generally, you have a sound guy We're telling you. We're not allowing James to buy a fridge, so <laughs> he just has to wait till there's a backline for it. Yeah, yeah the SVT. Generally, sound guys tell you to quieten it down, and it was just like it was already almost on full volume, and it was just like you pluck one string and it blows you across the stage a little yeah, bit. It's like, uh, you look around, no one says anything. It's like, I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys prefer outdoors or indoors? Yeah. Nothing worse than playing an outdoor show and you can't see what pedal is on because the lights aren't bright enough. And you're like, okay, yeah. Let's hope. I'm turning it on. I accidentally hit my looper. So I was like, thanks, guys. This is our next song. In the middle of the song, I was like, thanks, guys. This is our next song. I was like, What's going on? Like, don't know what's happening. I like outdoor because the drums sound awesome. Yeah, uh, but I, I do prefer an indoor just for the intimacy. Like, a, yeah. you know, like a lot of festivals, there's like a you know ten foot gap between the stage and 
the crowd, right? I like the crowd right up there. It's hot yeah. usually. I'd rather not be hot. <laughs> that's the yeah. thing that that's a little bit concerning for Saturday, Notre Dame. Yeah. It's going to be Four like o'clock. 32, 34. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, which way is the stage facing? Don't know. I don't know. Actually, I, don't know. I think it's the fall. Isn't it the fall jam? Uh... It is the same venue. Yeah. yeah. So if, I've never been there. But whatever listeners, whatever way uh, that stage yeah. is facing. Yeah. Uh, I'm wearing a full suit, so it's going to oh be boy. awful. But fun. So it'll be fun. We'll try and bring you lots of water. Right. Um, yeah, bring yeah, bring water. Yeah, I'll just we'll throw some bottles up. Yeah. For, yeah. for the pedal board outside, you could always like put like a hood over top, so you can. But then see it. I'm gonna I'm gonna step on that. I have the Fair. worst balance. I'm surprised <laughs> I don't fall over all the time. I do I'm sometimes. I, I have almost done the like. Like my left foot would be the switching foot, yeah. And sometimes I'll forget to bring that back and turn yeah. to go somewhere, and it's just yeah. wanky clumsiness. Even when we're practicing, we practice and trip over everything. I like trip. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah, how Angus Young can do it without falling, I don't know. Lots of practice. He's like yeah. a million years. He's got old. no yeah. pedals. He's That's got no it, pedals. Yeah. He's got no wires. Yeah. But exactly. still, I, if I was running and playing like that, I would just. <laughs> I'd biff. I would biff. Okay. Well, let's move on to something else here. Let's get on to um, future plans of the band. We're going forward. What's Oof. the goal? What's the dream? What's the plan? Well, are we giving a schedule or are we telling them when the EP is coming out? We, yeah. let's, let's start with the we'll EP. Start that. Yeah. We'll start that. Okay. Uh, October 5th. Okay. That's when that release, that when there's the release party. What's the name of it? Kitty uh, the, Kitty. The Kitty Kitty. Technically, it's Sounds 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 Kit presents, presents Kitty Kitty. Yes, that's technically. You'll the see the artwork, part. it'll make sense. Okay. Right now, <laughs> where are people going to be able to pick it up? Uh, from us, at the Goodwill, at the show. Um, yeah, you, Spotify and yes. Google Play. All that, all that Bandcamp? stuff. Yep, of course. Bandcamp, yeah. Apple Music, Spotify. I'm sure we'll drop yeah. some off at like Into the Music and um, Sunrise. Sunrise. Yeah. Yeah. The easiest oh, nice. way, though, just shoot us a message. Yeah. So listeners people. can message you guys yeah. directly. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even for like our t-shirts and yeah, other anything, things. Yeah. That our is so our cool. current yeah. album, I think we still have some copies maybe. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. It's like, oh. hey, yeah, I want to pick up this. Cool, yeah. And then we'll figure out a time to meet. But I think after the release, I think we uh, a goal for us would, get, would be to get on showcases. I think that's mm-hmm. like a next kind yeah. of big thing for us. Yeah. 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 Any dream venues that you guys would like to play, or like even locally, any big venues you'd like to get on and play at? Uh, well, we've... we've Played everything. We played the West End. We played the park. Yeah. Goodwill has and done. We pretty much. I don't like the Garrick or like. You know, I think the Garrick. The Garrick would the be Garrick's, a yeah. uh, center would probably be the, the one. Yeah, Do you guys have a favorite venue to play at? I found some daughter. I see probably it, I, the daughter. I actually think Garrick's a little bit biased, but I, I, my sound there is always. It's such a good venue. Corey's really Corey nails yeah. that. I love going to shows. The only thing I don't like is I do like like if if the green room from the. Goodwill could come over to the daughter. Oh, that God. would kind of be like the perfect, I don't know, perfect match. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have a favorite but. venue, to be honest. I like them all. They're good. Yeah. yeah. I like I like playing music, so. Yeah. There's a stage <laughs> crowd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give her a guitar, give her some crowd. Yeah. Good yeah. to go. Yeah. Exactly. We're about 50 minutes, so is it time for the last question? You think? Yeah? Yeah, I think How so. How loaded is it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have, it, it's a, I've been doing interviews for a while. We've been doing interviews together as a while. We always ask the hardest question of all time at the end of the interview. And it's, so are you guys ready for it? Yeah. Is a hot dog a sandwich and why or why not? Oh. Each one of you has to have your own independent answer. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, everyone, just, uh, so there, I, I, there's sound isolation booths that we yeah. all take turns in, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Plain feud. Can I go first so then I can have the most in, like independent? <laughs> yes. 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 That one. Go for it. I've got my own thoughts. <laughs> hot dog is. A hot dog has to be a sandwich. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's uh, like a substance, whatever, like uh, an ingredient inside two yeah, pieces exactly, of bread. It's like a sandwich, but, is it two pieces but of bread? rotated. <laughs> but is it calzone a sandwich? Because then that, that, because the bun free you, know, you have to cut the bun yourself. Because you have to cut the bun yourself, sandwich. you may fuck up. I still think it's, it's, I think, I agree it's a sandwich. It has to be anyway. a sandwich. No, then you just throw that out and get a new bun. <laughs> Well, sorry. Continue. Food in between bread, not maybe not two slices, but in between. In between bread. bread. That's exactly okay, right. Okay, here's a wrench in the question: Is oh bread in a bun the same thing? It's the same okay. thing. Okay. Okay. For the most, well, <laughs> I don't know how bread's well, made. The the problem is, I eat mostly non-white bread because I find it disgusting. But all the buns that you, I mean, you can get like those whole wheat buns, but those aren't good. But all the buns are like processed. So to me. I would separate them on mine, but also recognize it's bread. So <laughs> bread is bread. <laughs> Whether yeah, it's I, fancy I'm, I'm baguettes or yeah, bread is bread is bread. Bread is, is bread. Whatever. So Wait, are we all agreeing? Yes. That's a sandwich. I, I, yeah, it's a what sandwich. else would it be? Yeah. Like what, what what other category would it be? Like yeah. that's the thing I, I what don't do you know. think? Uh, I am of the opinion that it's not, because I think a sandwich has to have the intention of closing on all sides. What about an open face sandwich? Yeah. That's not still really. It's got the it's word sandwich. Open sandwich. Sandwich. <laughs> sandwich is in the title. Yeah, but like it's I don't like know. There's, there's the word salad and macaroni salad, and that's not really <laughs> salad either. So. But okay, but I it's mean, got green things in it. I think it counts. Yeah. I mean, like if you're gonna if <laughs> like you're gonna go jello. like full if you're gonna go full like sandwich anarchist, you could make the case that like a pop tart is a sandwich, right? So like. How's it not a sandwich? It's true. I think it'd be a pastry. Totally. I think because there's no yeah. filling. Yeah. Yeah, the pastry. filling is, is not right. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm kind of a sandwich traditionalist. So the filling can't be liquid. Is that kind of? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like. But I don't know. Like, it can be paste, but I think it can't be like full on liquid, right? <laughs> yeah. So I have a question. Like for a you. peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> is a sandwich. So uh, you talk about being a sandwich purist. Yeah. Do you have British heritage? No. Oh, that's weird to me. Because that's, like, the Brits are nuts about sandwiches. I'm pretty much, like, 100% Icelandic. Okay, so. well, yeah. well, you're just throwing my yeah. whole world I still stand for <laughs> Yeah? Hot dog is his own entity. Yeah. A sandwich is two pieces of bread you with could, something. You couldn't go to, like, a Wawa in the States and order, like, a hot dog, right? Like, you couldn't, you couldn't like, end up at, like, a sandwich. Like, if it's a hot, a hot dog isn't going to be, like, in the sandwich section of a restaurant, right? Like, it's, it's going to be, like... Mm. Someplace else. Sandwiches and handhelds, I believe, is generally what a menu says. Right. So it's kind of it's under a sandwich. Maybe. Okay. It depends. So I'm gonna go local here. So <laughs> okay. King and Bannatine. Yeah. They have a lot of sandwiches that use sort of that. I'm not sure really what you call it, but it's that sort of oblong shape, where they only cut in the top. Right. And they're okay. a sandwich shop, are they not? So then, oh, I suppose oh. But like the thing is, is like that sandwich, you can you oh can God. put the filling in and close that sandwich on the top. What? But if you try to do that with a hot dog, the bottom splits. It should be just, just, Are you talking like that the old school subway way where they took the V nacho? Yeah, I'm just I trying to. I'm, and I don't know. I don't want to influence this. I don't want to influence this anymore. This is about like finding out everyone else's preferences. This table is figuratively and literally divided. Yeah, truly. Alex is staying quiet over there about it. Uh, I, I've I, made my, my feelings very 
very clear before. It is for sure a sandwich. Oh, I mean, like, <laughs> okay, then. I've, 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 against the world. <laughs> as a kid, hot dog sandwiches, two pieces of bread, it's the same thing. Whether you wrap it around like that piece of Wonder Bread that's been like <laughs> sitting in your uh, yeah. You gotta <laughs> mute me. Yeah, the weirdest answer I've ever gotten when it was when I interviewed CJ Ramon and he just didn't quite grasp the question. <laughs> he thought it was like, he thought I was asking about the meat specifically. Uh. And I was like, no, 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 like the whole entire entity. He's like, yeah, but that's not a hot dog. That's like, that's like, the, bu- the bun. And I was the, like, the meat in he's the like, bun. no, no, he's like, the, the hot dog is the meat. And I'm like, no, 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 like the meter is, like the sausage is the meat. The hot yeah. dog is the whole, and he just didn't, he just couldn't <laughs> get it. That's so good. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, guys, it was great having you on. Um, Obviously, everyone can find you on the social medias, mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, sure. everywhere. At Silence Kit Band. At Silence Kit Band. SilenceKitBand.com. Silence you get links to all our social media, all our streaming places, Pictures, videos, shows, videos. YouTube videos, yeah. Yeah. all the above. Uh, EP comes out October 5th, shows right. at the Goodwill. Goodwill, Goodwill yeah. Social so everyone's got to go out and get tickets for this. Absolutely. Uh, there will be pre-sales and ticket at the doors. Nice. And of course... Feel free to contact the band directly. Absolutely. Yes. They said it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Hope guys. We don't regret that. No, it's <laughs> joking. It's joking. Well, thank you so much for coming down and chilling this afternoon with us on a holiday weekend. Yep. Exactly. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for everyone for joining in. See you next time.